0: Welcome to M Runs Podcast, episode number 13. This is your host, Suman Silva.
1: Our plan as far as my health is concerned, get involved with the right people and get started. Get off, get.
0: Have you registered for Fall Marathon? If not, check out MRuns.com to get 20% discount for Seven Bridges Marathons at Chattanooga. I would like to welcome Jennifer Anders to M Run Podcast. Jennifer, how are you doing today? Fantastic really great. How's your running in this hot weather?
1: It, it's really not bad. I'm marathon training right now, so my speed works a little slower, And um, but it's hot, but it's great. I'm enjoying it a lot.
0: What marathon are you training for?
1: For Chicago.
0: Yeah, first I'm a training. pacer for Chicago.
1: Fantastic.
0: My first marathon in a couple of years, so looking forward to it. Talk about your marathon. Can you walk us through your journey through running? You have been running for a long time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started running when I was a kid. I was 11 years old, which I have an 11-year-old now and a 13-year-old, and they both run, and I absolutely love sharing sport with them because that's how I picked up on it was running with my parents. We had a field day or a spirit day or something in sixth grade, and I ran the mile race, and came in third and I was hooked. Uh, my parents ran and this was in the kind of late seventies. So this was, you know, the running the first running boom. We moved to Dallas in seventy nine and started, you know, five Ks. It was kind of like it is now. I mean there were five K races and ten K races and so I participated through um, high school in those kind of events and ran cross country and track and just always loved it. And I've gotten away from it at times in my life you know, I moved to Birmingham. I didn't know anyone. It was very hilly here and I wasn't used to the hills and I just kind of quit running and went to the gym a lot instead. And fortunately, well, my husband and I got a few friends. He got me back into it. And then when we first got married and we started having kids, I got away from it for a little bit, but got back into it big time. We talked about this after my cancer diagnosis a couple years after that and, and got back into it. So that would have been probably in 2007. And so it's been all.
0: All full on ever since. What is the furthest distance have you run so far?
1: Oh, just the marathon, which is funny, I know, to say that. Isn't that funny? That's just a running thing to say just the marathon. Yeah, no. It's because I'm talking to you that I said that. If I was talking to, I don't know, but because I'm talking to you, I felt the need to say just the marathon.
0: There's always a time to go further. Um,
1: you, I know all of our crazy friends. I mean, you know, we hang out with some crazy
0: people so I, I feel the need to say just a marathon. <laughs> yeah, we Birmingham people kind of moved on from marathon to ultra and ultra ultra. That's right. what I call it. So right.
1: Well, my co coach at Resolute Running is Lisa Brewer, who's getting ready to go do her 100 miles. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I feel like you know, just 26.2 is only done, and it's great. I you know, it's it's a good distance. It's um a hard distance for me. It's not my favorite distance, but I um, I've been really lucky to do some super fun big marathons. I've done New York twice and Boston twice, and I'm getting ready to do Chicago. So for me, you know, I kind of need that that big event kind of. You know, I'm not sure I could go out to you know Tupelo or you know something like that and do a smaller race like that. I think I wouldn't make it.
0: <laughs> so you like the bigger city marathon.
1: I do. I do. I, I mean, you know, it's it's hard. those races are so hard as it is, and then to, to not have, you know, the engagement of a million people around you in the beautiful cities and, you know, just the whole atmosphere, the big amount of runners, I, I just, I don't think I can hang. I don't think I can make it for twenty six point two. You know, it's hard. You know how it is.
0: You have done a couple of Boston's set, correct? I have,
1: yeah. I, my first Boston was 2011. It was a great event. It was a perfect weather day, and I was there with good friends. You know, My friend Heather Milam and I ran together, and we had fun, you know, for the most part until the end. Then I qualified again at, in 2011, and so I went back in 2012. That year was really bad weather. It was really hot. It was the hottest Boston on record, and so that was not a great experience. In fact, that was a really tough experience. Anyway, so those are the two years that I've done it, 11 and 12. New York, I did that in 2010, and I did it in 2014. I also trained for it in 2012, but Hurricane Sandy canceled the race.
0: Do you plan to go back to Boston again?
1: Yeah, that's my goal. You know, I'm getting older, and so my qualifying time is getting easier. And so, you know, on paper, I should not have a problem. I'm 47, and so should be in my wheelhouse to be able to do that. So that's my goal. And then that would put me, what would that be, 2018? Going because of when the race Chicago hit, and so yeah, that's my goal. I would like to go back and have a positive experience, get to probably kind of climb that race in two thousand and twelve.
0: Definitely, I'm hoping to get back to Boston next year. Yeah, you've been a couple times too, right? Time. I've done once, and I'm qualified yeah. for for next year. So let's talk about something different here. You went through um, some cancer diagnosis and fought through mm-hmm. the cancer. Talk to us about how running has helped to get through. Uh, such a hard time in your life?
1: So, I was diagnosed with ductal carcinoma in situ in 2004. And I was pregnant with my second son, and we had two kids back to back. And both kids, within a three-month period, both kids, the one I was carrying, that hadn't been delivered yet. John was diagnosed uh, at 11 months old in April of 2004. I was diagnosed in June of 2004, pregnant with Will. So I underwent a mastectomy while I was pregnant. And then he was born in September, and he was diagnosed hearing impaired at birth. Sorry if I didn't clarify that. Their uh, diagnosis, both my boys are deaf. So they were, um, you know, we knew with John he was hearing impaired, and it was from a genetic mutation. And so, therefore, you know, it was a recessive gene, and we had a, I think it was a 25% chance with Will that he would have the same. And sure enough, he did when he was born he was diagnosed with birth. So within five months, John was diagnosed with hearing impaired at 11 months old. I was diagnosed with breast cancer and underwent a mastectomy. And then Will was born and diagnosed with his hearing impairment. And then I had radiation immediately. And then the following year, I had reconstruction. And then Will had his first cochlear implant surgery. And we just kind of got on this treadmill of, surgeries and, you know, therapies and lots of treatments and lots, lots and lots and lots of therapy and, you know, doctor's appointments and what have you. But I finally started getting, going back to the gym and kind of get back in shape and finally it got some time to myself where I could go out and for a run and I started getting really back into it again a few years after all that was over and so ever since then, it's been full force and just reignited my passion for it and I really hate that I spent any time away from it at all because i such a wonderful sport. So um, it's just a very life-affirming thing to do is to go for a run. You know, it's just a very – think, I think you even said this today. You know, I get to go, to a, go for a run. You know, I, there's going to be a day when maybe I can't do this, but today's not that day.
0: I get to go for a run. Running has helped me to overcome so many different things. But it looks like uh, for you it's more lifesaver than anything else.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's certainly, you know, the older we get – and I are the same age and the older we get the more important it is that we pay attention to our health and you know my husband and I just take our our fitness very seriously for that reason because we want to be around a long time you know my dad is 70 years old he's uh, to me and you know enjoys being active and, and that's what Keith and I want to be we want to be active with our children and you know even though my cancer was not, it was page zero. So it was certainly have friends who have been through so much worse and are going through so much worse that I have to, that's always going to be there. I think mean, that's never going away. I always going to be there. So it's just nice to be able to, to, you know, take our fitness seriously.
0: Let's switch the topic a little bit. I've seen you being very active in Birmingham running community for over uh-huh. the years. I know. Can you describe what, what you have you done or what you do for community here in Birmingham?
1: Yes, absolutely. I love this. Running community so much. I mean, we, we have such a fantastic running community. I mean, it's, it's just, I just love it. I couldn't love it more. I got involved with the Birmingham Track Club. Um, Alex Morrow, who I did not know well at the time at all. was I think at the end of 2011, he approached me and asked me if I would consider running for president of the Birmingham Track Club. And I had just done the cover of Runner's World, which they had done a series on cancer survivors, and so I had submitted my information. And so he had sort of picked up on that as far as a marketing tool and wanting to use that uh, kind of to reboot the BTC. The BTC was sort of on a downhill slide and losing members, kind of stagnant after many, many years. Doing well, it kind of had hit a plateau and then was kind of going backwards and, So he brought me in and it was really the perfect fit for me. I I loved it every single day. I mean it was challenging and it was a big organization at the time. There were 600 something members and now we have 1300 members and we grew that in the three years that I was president. And I'm still on the board as past president and Alex was my vice president for two years and now he's the president and now I work for him actually at uh, his business which is called Resolute Running and my particular contribution to his business is coaching the um, beginning and beginning again 5Kers, which I absolutely love. And I do that with Lisa Buer. So we just love working with these folks, kind of getting started or getting started over again.
0: You brought up this uh, point a minute ago, being a cover-up crime uh, World. I was going to ask you, uh-huh. how, how did that, that come about?
1: So I was on Facebook one night. It was in 2011, and it was in February. And they were having a uh, cover search, a cover model search. For cancer survivors. <laughs> and I just was like, you know what? Why not? I have a story to tell. Uh, you know, the, the part about my story that's so crazy is that I was pregnant at the time and I have a family history. My mom had breast cancer and her sister, and my aunt had breast cancer. We had a great uncle that had breast cancer. So we had it in our family. It's, it's, I don't know. I just thought it was a unique story. And like I said, I was pregnant at the time. And so, um, I submitted my picture and my information, and um, I did not tell anybody except for my husband and then, you know, my small little running group that I was running with at the time that still run with some of those folks, and um, I was like, you're not going to believe what I just did. <laughs> and so I heard back, uh, it has been a few weeks, I think, and I heard back from them, and I had to sort of resubmit stuff and answer some more questions and kind of how it all worked out. It was in the spring of 2011 it was right before I ran Boston in fact I think it was the week before I ran Boston I flew to New York and shot the cover with them and um, I was there with two other people I think. There was one other woman that and then there was Ethan Zahn, who was on Survivor. And, and we had all, all of us had just run the New York Marathon a few months prior to that, six months prior to that. We had all been there running New York. So it was kind of a cool connection. So it was really, really crazy and fun and kind of one of those really cool things that happened.
0: That sounded like some fun uh, thing to do.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of crazy, and uh, but really, really fun, really fun.
0: Your parents introduced you running and now you're introducing running to your your children. So how yeah. does that, that passion of running is transforming to your kids' work and for you? Uh,
1: it, I, there's nothing I love more than being with my kids running. I mean, and I'm not saying that we go out there and it's just this picture-perfect, you know, experience every time. I mean, they complain just like we all complain, <laughs> but once we get there and we're doing it, and then of course, you know how it is being a runner. Once it's over, It was just the most fun that we just shared that time together. I have two boys, uh, 13 and 11. They're going into eighth grade and going into sixth grade. And they've both been running since they were about five. We we as a family will go out and participate in the 5K together, which we love. I I just can't tell you how much I love spending time with them like that. You know, like I said, I'm not saying it's perfect every time. And we don't, you know, they don't complain. I don't complain because we didn't, but we do it. And, you know, for example, this summer, before Club country started up again, you know, John had a bunch of workouts he needed to do, and you know, it was really hard getting him out the door. But once he did, and once we got finished, and just I just love it so much, and, and I had that with my parents, and I want them more than anything to be our age, doing the same thing. I want them more than anything to be active and healthy and love fitness when they're in their late forties and fifties and sixties.
0: As I'm listening to you, all, all this um, about your struggle. I want to kind of bring that back again. Was there any time during the period that you have gone through, you you thought running may not be the thing you want to do, or was it running always was top of your list?
1: Yeah, no, running is always top of the list. In fact, um, you know, you have to, as a runner, you have to make yourself do other things. And one thing that I've really been getting into the last couple years, and I always sort of did this, but not enough of it and not targeted enough, is strength training. So running, I love running, and, and I could do that every day. We all love running, but we have to force ourselves to do the other stuff that is going to be important to our longevity as runners. So I really enjoy doing strength training. I have had some issues, nothing, um, well, a little, anyway, I've had some issues when I had reconstruction. I had what was called a tram flap, and what they do is they take some tissues from your stomach and your transrectus abdominis, abdominal muscle and they move it up to your chest and that's your new chest basically they, that's how they, if you don't if you do not go with implants that's what you do to have reconstruction and so I had that reconstruction done and you know I was 36 years old and so that was not the best choice knowing looking back on what what I know now what we know now that was not the best choice because I don't have a transrectus abdominus muscle and I ended up having a hernia for years after uh, my original reconstruction and so I had been running the Copper River Ramble and the next day I had just this gigantic hernia on my left side from where I had torn you know my rectus abdominis from my internal oblique and so it was bad I had had surgery again and so that'll pop up every few years I'll get a little bit of kind of some paranoia that I've done something to it and in fact I just sort of recently went through that in the last few weeks but that's sort of something I still have to deal with and I really really regret that surgery you know I really do regret that surgery but it is what it is you know I can't go back and fix it I wish I could but so anyway that that comes about from strength training and I have to be real careful with what I do but I'm enjoying that very much adding that into my running routine as well. How are
0: you enjoying your coaching the new runners?
1: Oh, I love that more than anything. I mean, it's kind of similar to working with my kids. I mean, again, for me and, you know, I know for you and and for Lisa and for Alex, we love running so much. And if anything that we do can influence someone else, particularly someone who's not been a runner their whole life, it's easy. You know, like I said, John Andrus, my son, or Will, I mean, they're going to be adults, and they're going to look back on this, and they're going to be runners, and they, you know, like me, you know, we never had choice, we loved it, we, you know, we've done it, we we don't, we know any differently, but to work with someone who's never been a runner, or who maybe tried it, and and didn't go about it in a sort of, you know, slow and methodical way, and got injured, and is trying it again, and to sort of go about it the right way, and, you know, preventative of injuries, and to kind of instill some passion, you know, towards Something that I love so much, and that's so good for you, and, and making it a part of someone else's life that it maybe hadn't been at that point. I, there's, there's, that's
0: you know, that's the best. There's, there's nothing better than that. Are you ready for a sprint round, Jennifer?
1: Oh, the sprint round, yes.
0: What kind of shoes do you wear?
1: Oh, Saucony Kinvara's when I do speed work or shorter distance, and the Ride when I do longer runs. Long.
0: What is your fastest mile? Oh gosh, uh, Probably a
1: six twenty. I'm I'm not a miler. <laughs> That's not my my distance is my favorite distance is probably a half marathon. So six twenty is probably my fastest mile.
0: Then what is the fastest five k for you? Uh,
1: twenty one thirty, and that was at the race for the cure, run for the cure, or Susan Komen race for the cure, and um, what a better you know what a great uh, experience that day was. You know, being at that race and running my by uh PR at that race.
0: What is your fastest marathon like?
1: Um, 3.43. I don't you remember the exact seconds, but 3.43, and that was my first marathon, if you can believe that. Um, that was Mercedes in 2010.
0: Must be the hometown crowd helped you. Yeah,
1: and I got to run with my good friend Tim Roberts, and that was a lot of help and a lot of fun, and, uh, yeah, it was great.
0: Are you calling me a roadrunner, or also you like to do trail
1: I love some trails, so I'm excited about getting out here. I, I'm not sure if I could do the distance on the trails, that I can do on the on the roads, uh, you know. Um, but I really love it so much. And I love going out with you guys. And, um, you know, Red Mountain has just been one of my very favorite things to do. So I think um, Red Mountain's tough, and Rucker is, holy cow, really tough. But I absolutely love
0: trails. Love it. Are you a downhill runner or an uphill climber? <laughs> downhill.
1: <laughs> Definitely downhill. My favorite, my one of my favorite races is the last, 5K of the or the last couple of miles of statue to statue because I mean I can fly downhill I can absolutely fly.
0: What kind of training plan are you in?
1: Um, I've got Alex is doing my training plan uh, from Resolute Running and so he is yeah, I'm working on Chicago right now and trying to get my miles, miles miles up over 40 miles a week and just yeah I've got five days a week I'm going and, and strength training two days a week.
0: Do you use any GPS device?
1: Yes, I have a Garmin 230. Not the two thirty five. Certainly don't use heart rate training personally, but certainly you can appreciate other people that do. But I use the two thirty, and it's been a great watch. I like it.
0: What kind of nutrition plan are you in?
1: I'm probably not as good. I, you know, I, I, I probably not as clean as I should. My husband's real heavy in sort of the fats and the um, protein, and kind of lighter on the grain. But I really like carbs, and um, you know, I don't drink alcohol at all. But, um, but I love sweets. Is sort of my my. Achilles heel, and so I'm, I'm probably as clean as I should be as far as so I go. I'm trying to work on that as hard. But I probably need to focus more on, you know, trying to get – I love fruit, too, I really got to work hard to get vegetables in, so I can't save them the, the, the great – I can tell you what to do, but doing it myself as hard. But I don't drink alcohol, so that's, you know, that's, I feel like I've already, you know, I don't have that many vices, so, you know, sugar. I like sugar.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: During the summertime, what kind of hydration is lying I,
1: I drink water constantly, um, and, uh, you know, that's really all I drink is water. I have coffee in the morning, and then, you know, I might have an iced tea when I'm out, you know, to dinner or something, but I drink water constantly, and um, I have just gotten myself a hydration pack, which I absolutely love, and I've been wearing that on my long runs, and I absolutely love having that. I, I never was, I really didn't enjoy carrying a water bottle, um, but I love wearing that hydration pack.
0: I I'd love to carry a water bottle somehow. I cannot oh, get
1: home, I ask. I, I, I don't know how uh, you guys, you know, especially like they got to change their hands back and forth and doing that. But um,
0: anyway, I love my hydration pack. Nice thing about and trail running those bottles—if you fall down, that will help you do protect. <laughs> 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 I
1: love it. I love it. I love being a runner. See, like anyone else would be horrified by that statement, so I laugh and I totally know what you're talking about. <laughs>
0: uh, before we conclude our interview, I would like to. Give us some word of advice to people out there listening to you today. The first thing that pops into my head is, you know, go for a run. (laughs) Because
1: things always look clearer and they always make more sense when you get back from a run. Bigger picture wise, you just gotta get through it. I mean, you just gotta do what you gotta do to get through it. And my mom always taught me make a plan, you know, make lists. Our plan, as far as my health was concerned and my children's hearing was concerned, was get involved with the right people and you know, make a plan and get started. Get off, go. get off, go. I mean, that, that is just, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta go. I mean, we talk to people all the time who say, as far as like starting a fitness plan or whatever, well, I, I've, uh, yeah, I want to, I know I need to, but you know, I I, I just haven't figured out how to get started yet. Yeah, just get started. Just make a plan and get started. And if you need to talk to people to help you get started, that's what you do. And so, that can be applied if you're talking about someone's health or if you're talking about something as simple as. simple you know, running a 5K, just talk to the right people and, and you know, get off
0: go. Great. Thanks for your advice and uh, thanks for your time. And we'll catch you Absolutely. up somewhere in the road or trail.
1: Absolutely. Look forward to it. Thank you so much.